time of the week again. Prepare yourself for the surveyors of saws, the sultans of spaghetti, the whispers in your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What's Your Spaghetti Policy Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Jacob. had somebody on the show last week from new york and then we have friends in philly you've met one of them he's been on the podcast before shout out mike um you look in that shirt but he was trying like jacob had no idea that new jersey was like close to pennsylvania and close to philly but he thought philadelphia was in new jersey and then like got no, all of our looking at the got map. all of our friends in new jersey and, and philadelphia like super upset and super mad i don't know it. what the beef is between them and new jersey it's insane to me i don't know it's so weird that you're so close to that state and you're like have such a beef with them but whatever yeah, but like new jersey that, is the armpit of america right like that's yeah doesn't every state have a beef against new jersey i'm not exactly just, i'm not saying it's justified i'm saying from an outsider's perspective this is what i gather yes is there is there a no canadian version new of new jersey is there a place that uh like a province yeah i don't know new brunswick maybe <laughs> i mean i'll take your word for it i don't really know <laughs> i mean like you know every, everyone uh, outside of ontario likes to shit on ontario but that's uh what is the one I always hear about? Um, oh man, it's the one that's like not a, is it a drug problem? I don't know. It's like uh, it's, <laughs> that's that's a lot of them. No, <laughs> I was gonna say that uh, doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> Carl Pick, mean, picks Pickens. Oh gosh, what is that serial killer's name? Sorry, I don't mean to get dark. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's like there's Alberta, which is uh, uh, has a lot of insane uh, conservative views because it's oil country, but uh, Dude, that's that's a whole that, that's a whole different kind of uh, vibe than like the New Jersey vibe. Robert yeah. Pickton. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Robert Pickton. He was like, I forget where he's from. Hold on. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, speaking, somewhere somewhere west. Yeah. speaking of Alberta, I will be going to Calgary in March. Calgary. Calgary, man. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'll make it to Edmonton, but uh, we're going to Calgary and then uh, we'll go to Banff National Park and do all oh, that. Oh, sick. Lake yeah, never, never, been, never been to Banff. Yeah, it's I think it's like an hour outside of Calgary or something like that. So uh, it's going to be every time we always go on vacation, we always go where it's warm. And I, yeah. I, which is I mean, that's that's natural. But I'm super excited because we're going somewhere that's like colder and I prefer yeah. colder weather because it'll be. I mean, it's, it's it's June. You know, it's not going to be that cold. Well, when we go, it'll be March. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Yeah. So it'll it'll still be. I mean. What is what's the average temperature in March? Oh, fuck, fine. I'm not from Alberta. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's still because you're. I guess it's probably a nice forty-two. Well, it's right off the Rockies, so it's colder. yeah. I mean, you know, the, the fur, further north you go, the colder it's going to get. So right. uh, it, it can get very cold across the prairies. It'll uh, be a, a drastic difference from where I, uh, we're taking our daughter in October, which is Disney. Which, ooh, buddy, I'm just telling which you. Disney is the question. It doesn't I mean it doesn't matter. There's a good Disney and there's a bad Disney. Well, I mean, I mean, Disney is uh, it's like extra extraterritorial uh, land. It's it's just the uh, you know the United States Disney. Yes, that's yes. fair. Okay, yeah, pretty much. Right. They do have their own secret police. They got everything True. there. So. They got tunnels. Yeah, they, that's what they that's what they take the kids. They have uh, super super uh, exclusive clubs, right? <laughs> the 
some yeah. sort of some sort of gold club or whatever. I don't know what it's called. I'm not, I'm not a big Disney person, so uh, I went once, and it's like one of those uh, rite of passages, I guess, as a child. And it's like, oh, I'll take your, and it's like, I, you know, I'm gonna go into like, I need a second mortgage to pay for all this, but yeah, the shit adds up. <laughs> the things you do for kids, uh, you know. Before we get to the good stuff, I want to ask you. Wait, this isn't a Disney uh, podcast? No, no. Oh, fuck, I'm out of here. We're actually about to start talking about, like, you know, uh, the best animal sidekick and, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just would like to point out that, uh, Jacob, you were late. uh, And Jed was was early. Of course it was early. And, you know, and not only that, I'm I'm an hour later than you. Well, no. I don't know what time zone you guys are in. We're Eastern. Okay, so I'm an hour later than you, so it's, uh, you know. You're a professional. I get it. I'm. I'm really. Yeah, that's the thing. No, that's the thing. That's that's how you. Uh, say you keep up in this biz. Yeah. What is your favorite pizza topping? Favorite pizza topping. Okay. Well, this, this is something that's going to be. Um, you can't just pick one. Right? Let's be yeah, toppings. We can do plural. Yeah. So. It's not so much like my favorite isn't like I have different favorites and different you know vectors different sure. categories. Like you know, and cheese doesn't count. Cause that's just, it's, that's just that's, yeah, pizza. that's not a topping. Yeah, that's what if so it's a like, specific cheese? Sure, okay, that 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 like, would be fair, but I, that's not what I'm getting into. Okay, um, honestly, your best pizza topping you can't get better than just standard utilitarian uh, pepperoni. It's perfect. It does exactly what you needed to do. If you have, you know, mozzarella cheese, pepperonis on top, never underneath. I don't know why shop why pizza places do that. It's disgusting. <laughs> who, puts, who puts the toppings underneath the cheese? That's that should be a, like a, a war crime, honestly. Is that? I, mean, I don't know if it's just here, but like there's a pizza place around the corner we don't really go to anymore. But I have to specify. I'm like, I want the pepperoni on top. It's underneath the cheese. It's just well, like, it doesn't. That's you the thing. It. You're steaming the pepperonis. Yeah, like I don't need a steamed deli meat. You know, that's, <laughs> I'm I'm cool. So like that's, you know, if I could only have one pizza top for the rest of my life, probably pepperoni because it just does the trick. There's a reason every cartoon of a pizza is a pepperoni pizza. You know it. You got it. Um, if we're getting into additional toppings, love black olive. It's salty. Okay. It's delightful. And a lot of people don't like them, so you don't have to share. Ah, that's fair. Okay. That's fair, yeah. And, you know, you put a black olive on any pizza, it makes it better. You take Like, I know there's a lot of uh, discourse around the Hawaiian pizza. I like a Hawaiian pizza. You know what? Some black olives on, it's even better. It's a controversial area of the podcast, so it's fine to say that. It's okay. You can, I think it's a controversial area in, like, anything. <laughs> yeah. We started like, to jump on the bandwagon of being ever controversial since, this year. So yeah. Ever since episode 200, we sort of, like, we did, like, we... We started the whole year off was just like, oh, we're going to just say these controversial things, whether or not it's like true or just like we just try to try to stir the stir. the <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, like sort of. <laughs> that was our original question. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just try to do it every episode just to try to, you know, uh, not just not really stir the pot. Yeah, yeah. Ruffle some feathers. And then yeah. also, you know, we we've started a thing because after like 200 episodes of doing this it's like well we sort of ex- like who are we and second of all like we've exhausted like every ab- like uh, opinion that sure. we have on everything so we started doing like a rotating third chair so like i mean you've been here before but yes. every like we've just continuously like we're trying to go outside of the the net of uh the roster that we have so we're i mean you're special so you know, whatever. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> so, but like, you know, we've just tried, we're, I'm trying to expand the the net and try to get different opinions on here because you start 
you get to like one episode one night uh, start rehashing conversations yeah, you're just kind of like tre- treading the same ground you're like mm, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta put some yeah. spice in this marriage and we, yeah and we don't i mean the whole entire premise of this entire podcast was just like us just shooting the shit talking talking about whatever but then like it's like okay and then living here it's like well we we're trying to find things that aren't dark and depressing to talk about <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like try it's like few and far between as far, in terms of things that we could and then here i come in with hawaiian pizza oh i mean that that's the most <laughs> controversial thing ever no i've i am a person i don't really like let people eat what they want to eat you know what i mean like i mean unless it's something that i don't like in which case so <laughs> right yeah absolutely these fucking deviants yeah <laughs> we have a friend who uh infamous is the wrong word but in the circles that we, the same circles we run he eats uh yellow mustard on his bagel hmm. yeah it's, is it like it's... is it like a sandwich no i think he's just, instead like of cream, cream cheese, cheese yeah it's he just mustard. Like mustard yeah and it's i too much i had i love just a good plain yellow mustard like I, I love it and it's fine it's not like my go-to uh but like i don't know it's it's one of those things that like it is it actually that big of a deal or is it just because it's the Twitter circle that we run in? It's the same and people just like to, you know, give him shit about it because, you know. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, no one's hurt by it. But right. uh, I, I do find the idea of eating uh, a toasted bagel with uh, yellow mustard on it repellent. But <laughs> I mean, he's thrown, right? What, what, what the fuck does it matter? You know, who, who I had shit what I think. Yeah, well, I'm like. The only thing that I will like scoff at really is mayonnaise. I don't like it. It it physically makes me ill. I don't like it. Yeah, I've, I've never understood this. Uh, people taking stands against mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is fine. Like <laughs> it, it's in a lot of sauces. It, like I don't realize how many sauces. Like the base is like, well, I have to add a cup of mayo, and then it's like you got to add other stuff to it. But it it's like, what kind of sauces are you making? Oh, there's like, there's well, like, we uh, live in the south, so uh, okay, fair enough. Basically <laughs> anything. Yeah, I mean like shrimp sauce I, has mayo in it. You know. Okay. Uh, Oh shit, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But all I know is that every time I try and make a sauce, they're always like, "Okay, so yeah. a quarter cup of mayo." And I, I, I guess it's have that in there. I feel my, like I've my never throat is starting to tighten. Mayo. Yeah, my my throat is starting to tighten. We're talking about like mayo. like you, I can make like dressing with mayo or something like that, or like a dip dipping sauce, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, or ketchup. Ketchup is in every sauce too, like sweet and sour yeah. sauce, like ketchup. You got yeah, ketchup. ketchup. Ketchup is a tough one to get away Barbecue from. Barbecue sauce, uh, you got ketchup. Like yeah, I had to look. Because so I was talking to my wife, I'm like, oh, I'll make a, a barbecue sauce. That'd be kind of fun. And every recipe I looked at, it's got like put into a cup of ketchup. Yeah. My like wife really face. scoffed at it. Everybody. So I was like really looking near and far to find a recipe that, for barbecue sauce that didn't have ketchup. And again, I'm not from the South, so I don't think I take barbecue sauce as seriously as people down there. I don't. Uh, so uh, it depends think, on which South you're from. Like yeah, Carolina depends. has their own. Uh, right. Then it's Kansas like, City, uh, Texas. Louisiana hot sauce. It's all, yeah. you know. We're, yeah, we're, where we're at, it's not bar- bar- barbecue sauce. Well, I mean, Memphis, I guess, is you know, still, right. I don't know, it's like thick and dark. And, and well, I mean, that's that's the closest like specialty sauce or whatever. But my my grandmother used to eat mayonnaise with her green beans, and I already learned to hate mayonnaise. I don't know, like, it just like, here, eat this, eat this, honey. It'll grow that's strong. like an immediate, that's like, fine. <laughs> that's, that, <laughs> I guess, what's that, like, uh. That movie on was it Undercover Brother? That movie where the they're like, uh, yeah, if you're gonna infiltrate the you know white people, you have to deal with this thing they call mayonnaise. Yes, and everyone's just like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's me. I don't. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's not. It's just like a thing. I don't know. Like 
there, I, I was a lady I used to work with and she like, we went and got a sandwich one time for like at lunch and she put like a, like half a jar on her sandwich. And I like, I was uh, and it was just like, ugh. and then another, I, mean, place... I, I will say like, you know, I, I, I think mayonnaise is fine. I yeah. put mayonnaise on sandwiches all the time. I do think uh, people go real overboard with mayonnaise and perhaps regard it as more of a staple than it should be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, you know, again, that's uh, that's my opinion, right? I, I'm pretty I sure mean, we were I mean, doing like the healthiest people in the world. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. you're. I mean, that, isn't that why you guys don't have a healthcare system? Because you don't need it. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly. You we figured it out. Affordable yeah. healthcare. <laughs> Listen, like you're not supposed to say that stuff out loud. That is exactly why. <laughs> uh, but the the real kicker is, I'm pretty sure we were doing this podcast. But I had a lady who was like leaving. I I started the the, the current oh, job shit. I'm at now, nice. and then like yeah. she was like cleaning out her like desk, and it was like an open cubicle. Like we we still had cubicles, but like yeah. they were open. And like I started to smell this like sour smell, and she was taking mayonnaise and cleaning like the red like the gunk and residue off of her. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we we talked about. It, I, I remember, yeah, it, was it made me physically ill. Yes, and I guess I, which mean makes you think like if you can clean off like gunk residue off your metal like cubicle station, like what's what's that yeah, say? But, but then there's mayonnaise residue. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I mean, I don't, I got to deal with. I guess maybe this is like a real life hack that uh, I'm not aware of, but it just <laughs> does seem grotesque. This, I, is, this like, is before five second crafts, whatever five minute yeah. crafts. They're like, like a buddy of mine was riding the uh, the subway back when we all lived in Montreal. He's like, yeah, this guy just sitting on the subway eating ribs out of a Tupperware, and he was wiping his hand on like the handrail. I was like, oh my god, what dude. the fuck? Yeah, that's oh. that's just rude. Like, if you want to eat your ribs, that's fine, but like, bring a towel or something. Yeah, or just don't do it on the fucking subway. Well, that too. I mean, he's got ribs in a Tupperware container. I assume that like that's his lunch for the day. You could have at least brought mm-hmm. like a wet nap. I don't know, like a like a, even a rag from home. <laughs> Jeez, you'd think, but I mean, you know, but- here we are. Yeah, the big thing you see, we get tagged every once in a while on on the Twitter is when someone brings a bag of spaghetti inside of a Ziploc bag and is eating <laughs> it, and then it's you know because it's from the show, but also like because our name, you know, we get yeah. tagged and stuff on Twitter all the time. But uh, before we get to the the reason you're here, I guess I have as a person who's going to Canada for the first time, sure. I need your opinions on things as a Canadian okay. on, on some uh, Canadian cuisine. All right. Okay. So you can, yes. Should I try it? Should I avoid it or whatever? Okay. First thing, poutine, right? Oh, I mean, have you not had poutine before? I've never had Canadian. I mean, I've had some at like the local hockey rink here, which like, I mean, (laughs) you know, I know you should, yeah, you should absolutely have poutine. Um, The, I don't eat poutine as much now as I used to, because I don't live in Quebec anymore, but uh, you know, a smoked meat poutine, uh, you know, you got, you know, fumé. Uh, it's great. It's you know, chips, cheese, and gravy, but with smoked meat over top. Yeah, that sounds so delicious. It's, uh, it's, it's a real delight. Uh, you can just feel, you can hear the squealing of the blood shooting through as your arteries tighten. It's great. I like that. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm an American, so I'm I'm like, you know, I've, I have resistance to that. Sort yeah, of stuff. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and anything less, you start to get the shakes. Yes, right. Uh, what about a beaver tail? Yeah, beaver tail is good. Just, uh, it's... You know, it's a Jacob doesn't fat. know what it is. It's, that's that's funny. I know what poutine is. It's, a, it's French fries and gravy, but like a beaver tail. That just sounds like somebody was making a joke, and they're like, "Yeah, no, it's ask like him, a, ask him about beaver tails, dude." It's yeah. Like a yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a fried a, donut, a, right? Yeah, it's like a flat fried pastry, uh, usually with uh, like cinnamon sugar on it, chopped up into strips. Yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real like, um, you know, carnival kind of food, you know. Yeah. Uh this one's kind of a cheat because I actually drink Tim Hortons coffee here, but like and mm-hmm. I've been to a Tim Hortons before, but like, you know, it's Tim Hortons. You don't drink coffee, you're not a coffee drinker, but no. Nope. What's your not thoughts? A good memory. Huh? It's a good memory. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. I've got one of those dumb dumb memories. Um but I mean, you know, Tim Hortons, I got got to throw it in there. I guess this one is Bannock. 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 There we go. Yeah, Bannock's just like um uh kind of like a shortbread or like a biscuit yeah uh but it's very like it's like a biscuit but not as good okay uh, is, it it's su- not, is it sweet it's, it's, nah it's just kind of it's kind of bland now when you say biscuit do you mean I, like like a, like a biscuit or do you, you mean, mean like, like a down south biscuit or do you Sorry, mean like, I a, know, like no a i mean like the uk like the uk biscuit no like no it's no like, i mean i'm okay. no like like biscuit like uh you know a round bit of pastry with a lot of butter in it you know yeah okay okay gotcha yeah it's yeah so right. kind of like that so okay. i'm I mean, sure we are on the same page yeah i mean grad last time i ate bannock i think like my grammy made it like fucking 30 years ago so um so like don't, don't go out of my way i guess i don't know i mean i don't really have much of a frame of reference for it uh uh, outside of one person cooking it for me a few times when I was a small child, right? But yeah, it's like a, it's like a Scottish biscuit kind of thing. Okay, um, this Dang. is more close to you. Uh, sure. uh, uh, lobster rolls from Nova Scotia. I guess I don't eat lobster. I don't uh, either anymore. Pe- people seem to like it, so sure. Yeah, because like I, I was reading a little bit of discourse. It's like Nova Scotia lobster rolls versus Boston lobster sure. rolls, Boston, and so you know. Versus Red Lobster's lobster rolls. No, so. it's totally different. <laughs> so, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we yeah, we we move a lot of lobster to this part of the world. Um, anytime I fly out from uh, Halifax, they're always loading styrofoam cases of lobster on the plane. Because you yeah. can go, I mean, you're at the airport, you can buy lobster or however many lobsters at the shop in the airport, and they'll basically create it in styrofoam and load it on the plane for you. So you get home with uh, you know live lobster. From Nova Scotia. Can I take it on the plane with me? Can I just pop yeah. it in my bag real quick? Yeah, you, you gotta buy it at its own seat. What what's a lobster go for? Just like a live lobster. I don't know. I don't buy them. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if inflation hit you all like it hit us. I mean, you know, you might as well ask me how much Tim Hortons coffee costs, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, it's like four fifty for a large, I think. It's the last time I because I went I went to Columbus in January and I was like there was a Tim Hortons right by the hotel and I was pumped. <laughs> um, I was pumped. Um, so Montreal bagels in comparison to New York bagels. Uh, Montreal. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a controversial opinion. Cause you know, New Yorkers like to think that uh, everything in New York is the best fucking thing in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, they've invented corner stores apparently. Um, <laughs> shots, fired. but, uh, yeah, tell me about it. Um, yeah, like apparently that said, I will say that the um, traditional or correct way to eat a bagel in Montreal is to um, not to cut it in half, but to take off bits and dip it. So I don't think is really my thing. But okay. uh, yeah, no, I love, love Montreal bagel. They're, they're chewier. They got a better texture, I think, than uh, the kind of like the oversized bagels. So uh, Sweeter and denser is how it was classified. Yeah, no, they're good. What's Tough, the... hard, harder to make a sandwich with. I will okay. grant uh, New York bagels that. What's but, what's the typical like topping for a Montreal bagel? Yeah, whatever you want. Really, put on some butter and jam, uh, butter and cheese. I mean, uh, cream cream cheese. Dip it in mustard. Cover it <laughs> in mustard. You could you could boil it in a pot of mustard. Really, if you feel like it. Oh man, that's put mustard so... seeds on it. 
Yeah, there you go. Instead of poppy yeah. seeds. Um, this also, I've had this before and I like them. Uh, not necessarily ketchup chips, but all dress chips. I think I all, all dress chips. All, all dress chips are the shit. And we the had them. The thing is, you eat too many of them, your mouth goes like completely numb. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's too much. It's over, it's, it's overstimulating. It's, it's delicious. I don't. Oh, it's fantastic. Wh- so it's what? It's ketchup. What, what is an salt, all dress chip? I think it's, <clears throat> I think they mix ketchup, salt and vinegar and. Is it? Might, might just be ketchup and salt and vinegar. Maybe barbecue, but I think sure. I think I think it's the the sweetness of the barbecues in there because yeah. I don't I don't like salt and vinegar chips, but I do really like all dressed chips. Uh, yeah, I don't really care for salt and vinegar. I don't like ketchup, but all dressed, right? It's yeah, just like, you're, you're getting it all, you know. We had them here. Uh, like I went to the grocery store and I just happened to see them. They were like Ruffles all dressed, and I'm like, hmm. this is like a fever dream. Like, what is this? So I bought like two bags and then went back like two days later. I was like. Because if I find a bag of chips that I like, I'll no. hoard. I'll hoard them all. I don't oh, care. for sure. You don't know where they're coming back. And I went. Yeah, and I went back, and they've, they've. That was like a year and a half ago, maybe, and they've never been back. And it's just like, oh, they've. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta load up and you head to Alberta. Yeah, because um, we have roughs. We have an Aldi here, and like Jacob, like went randomly and found like Cuban flavored chips, and then Nashville hot chicken chips, and they were. Mm-hmm. It was like dynamite, like dynamite. It's so good. And yeah, got, I was like, um, next time you go, pick them up. They're gone. That's yeah, like they, seasonal or whatever. I think so. They got. Uh, they've been importing some uh, Chinese lays at the grocery stores here. Okay. So, like when I lived in China, I'd be like, "Fuck!" They make lays that are uh, cucumber flavored, and I was like, "I've never seen the like." And then you see them now in the, the shops. I'm like, "Man, <laughs> I never thought I'd see them back, but here they are." I just like. They're good. They're kind of cool tasting. Like, okay, it just like, tastes like nothing, just like a cucumber. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of a cool taste to them. And okay. again, I haven't had them okay. since I was in China, and that was like, going on ten years ago now. Um, maple taffy. Sure. Uh, <laughs> ringing endorsement. Sure. I mean, yeah, sure. I'm I'm not as keen on maple as everybody else, but uh, yeah, I'm sure maple taffy. I I do like maple, but I like real maple, not sure. this like. I mean, I, I like got, maples. I like maple syrup. Yeah, but I don't eat every fucking thing that tastes like maple. You know. Yeah, I, I'd say I, we don't. We, shut up, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> maple syrup is a little bit overrated. I just want to throw it out. He just here. doesn't like it because it's so expensive. It's not just expensive, but it's just like it's water. It's like ninety percent water. It's insane. Yeah, but so are we. <laughs> okay, yeah, but I mean, I'm not purchasing a human being. You know, I'm purchasing a can of. Like, yeah, that'd be weird. I mean, if you want to, I know a guy, but. That's okay. I've I've got two humans already here. It's like <laughs> and, so and the fuckers will not go to sleep. Oh yes, my God, they will not. There was a like the I bought Canadian maple syrup, mm-hmm. but then if you look on the back, it came from Vermont. And I mean, that's close. That's close enough. <laughs> it's it's like Vermont's it's like it, Canada, right? It's like it's, New it's, Jersey, it's and Philadelphia. The, it's on the border. It's probably the same trees. Yeah. It's yeah like, it's, okay. Yeah. yeah. New Jersey yeah, and Philadelphia, they're right same, on yeah. the border of each other. Close yeah. enough, right? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I will say, like I can't abide the, um, you know, if I'm having maple syrup, it's going to be like real maple syrup from the tin. It's yeah. not going to be, uh, you know, fucking Mrs. Butterworth or some shit like that. Yeah, that's it's just, just like it's just like cornstarch with brown food coloring. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit of I've, the older sorry, I get, uh, corn syrup, corn syrup. Yeah. yeah, the the older I get, the more I become a syrup snob when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I'm trying to be a little bit like I, more health conscious. I, it, I don't know. It, it is what they say. You know, the older you get, you you know, the more of a surf snob you become. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Put that on a t-shirt. Um, I'm gonna see if I pronounce this right. Nanimo bars. 
Nanaimo bars. Nanaimo. Okay. Oh yeah, that's great. I don't it's, even. Uh, know I don't even know what that is. It's like uh, it's like a square. You know, okay. it's uh, got a like a chocolatey coconut base, and then sort of a yellow, uh, sugary kind of cream, and then a layer of chocolate on the top. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Okay. Uh, I got two more. The Canadian Caesar. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's apparently it's like uh, a Bloody Mary, but I don't know. It's got vodka. So, wait, so, so, a, so you mean like like just a Caesar? Yeah. Is that not a, is that not a universal thing? I don't know. I don't. I'm not a drinker. What's a Caesar have in it? What's a Caesar have in it? I guess should be. It's like uh, it's. I don't. I don't like them. But it's like tomato juice or like clamato juice. Oh, dude, so it's like a Bloody Mary. It's a Bloody yeah, Mary. I it, yeah. I don't know the difference between a Bloody Mary and a Caesar. I don't. Don't either. Does, probably, it's, it's, it's does America, Bloody Mary have America the clam things. juice in it? Probably. I. I think. Yeah, because my grandfather always put clamato juice in it. Yeah. Yeah. But does it know. and like it comes with like onion rings and like fried chicken oh, and dude. stuff on it? I just realized right? tomato is clam juice and tomato juice. Oh yeah, buddy. That is... um, yeah, it's oh. people get like real wild about it. They, <laughs> it used to be you put like a pickle in it or something, or like some uh, fucking celery sticks. People are putting like a whole pizza and a roast chicken on like a skewer sticking out of it. It's gotten. I mean, I think it's gotten less silly because people realize how stupid it was. Right. Like I remember ten years ago, it was wild. In hindsight, right? Everything is yeah. stupider with hindsight. So, and then the, yeah, and then it gets stupider. Yeah, it's, it's is that the Amer- is that the American influence yeah. that it's just like you just take it over well, to, the to, to be fair. To be fair, it's become I think it's becoming a, a global phenomenon at this point. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's all our fault. Please, you can just blame us all. Dude, Not us yeah. personally. You just blame us as as a collective. We're guilty mm-hmm. by proxy, right? Um, and then the last one is caribou and or moose tacos. Never had them. They're probably good though. I've never had. It. I'm not an exotic meat guy, so I don't. I don't think I've ever had caribou or moose either. I feel like moose would be very tough because they're very strong animals. That's a that's a creature I wouldn't fight. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fight a cow either, and they're delicious. Oh, I'd beat the shit out of a cow. Are you kidding me? Jacob thinks so he can beat a bear. I mean, I wouldn't fight a pig. They bite your fingers off. Oh my. Okay. Well, it depends yeah. on how big of a pig. Uh, I mean, like, sure. Like, like, like a, like a Vietnamese populated pig. Sure. They're the size and shape of a football. You can just put it through the goalposts. I'm just like saying, an like actual full size pig. Fuck that. Growing up near cows. They'll eat anything. Like cows take so long to turn around. You're fine. You kick them in the face. Then you, then you, like they spin around. You got to make sure. I just want to say, we do not condone animal. No. Cool. Yeah. I'm not an animal. I'm just telling you how to, if you get in a fight with a cow, how to win. Okay. And it's. You just got to keep going in circles because they, they won't be able to turn too fast. So, <laughs> FYI, we're still Well, I, I'm glad we hit that part of the the, uh, the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, you know, news you can use. Yes. All right, Jed, I'm going to let you decide which we talk about next. Cool. I know that. Uh, so, Jacob's dying to talk about UFOs, or do you want to talk about comic stuff? Which one do you want to tackle first? I mean, you know what? Uh, you've got me for however long the time has left. So, it's up to you what you want to do. Let me hit the comments let's talk, first. Let's talk, yeah, let's yeah. do the real news first. <laughs> the reason the you're here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead with this. I understand that you obviously are contractually obligated, bound by blood, and you can say you sure. can't say certain things. But there seems to be a bit of confusion sure. for, around you and Moon Knight and what is to come. Mm-hmm. So as far as Night's End starts after mm-hmm. 25, which is in July. Oh, by the way, go pick up uh, 24 this week. Um, great issue. 
Thank you. Uh, I like how you just keep pulling in the the Moon Knight rogues um, and killing them, as it turns out. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, okay, Knights in. Mm-hmm. You are not leaving after twenty five. No, number twenty six is already solicited. It has been Correct. for a while. Okay, which is yes. And is it known that you're doing another annual? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there yeah. was a pause there. Like, I could have cut it, that it, out. It just, it just took me out. a minute because I was like, I know I'm doing another annual. Yes. And I was like, but is it out there? And I was like, oh, yeah, I know. The Contest of Chaos stuff is all out there. Yes. So, yeah, it's like no. a huge jump in audio where it's yeah. like, no, cut well, I, I, I would have cut it out if he said no. And then like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I know that that is out there. What's crazy is <laughs> if, August. If it isn't, you got to scoop. No, no it, it is. I, I saw it in an issue. So, yeah. We're yes. Good. August has four Moon Knight titles. Two of them are by you, because uh, there's yours. Right. So yeah. there's, tw- there's 26. There's uh, issue two of five, which is I, I forget who's writing the the spinoff. Oh, City of the Dead. That's uh, City of the Dead and, two. Um, Marcelo. And then there's uh, what if? Moon oh, Knight. the what if? Right. This is it like dark what if? Or yeah. What, what, dark, what yeah. What if dark Moon Knight? And That's then it. the following week is your annual. So literally a Moon Knight a week. Which is what a time we're, we're living good, buddy. We're living good. What a time! I never <laughs> in my life did I think because I thought we had it good when like uh, what was it, uh, blood white Black, white blood whatever it was. I was like, oh, we got and then um, that was you did the the devil's rain thing. I was like, oh my gosh, we yeah. had three in a month and now we've got four. It's just like this is crazy. So we're gonna run, we're gonna run that shit into the ground, <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, so yes, so. Everyone seems to be thinking, and mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, I, I guess I just I saw the solicitation that you were because yep. 26 because it's Hunter's Moon on the front of it, and I'm just yes, like, sir, like okay, so like, and then I know that like you had to like mute things, not mute, but like turn off like comments on some of your stuff because it's just like, and you just have to like you you tweet out something, and then it's like everyone just is like it jumps to assumptions, which that's never happened on the internet, sure. no. Um, so I mean, I also want to turn off comments. I just ignore them. But sure. Well, I saw the one where you had tweeted something vague about Spider Man, and people were like all up on your ass for no oh, reason. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and guess that point, I was like, well, this didn't work out. I just delete it because I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't give a fuck about uh, preserving a record here. Yeah. Of of my dumb shit tweets. Yes. Um. So, uh, with nights in, was mm-hmm. this? I, I'm trying to skate around. To get you, not to trick you, but to get it to where sure. you can, so you can answer the question. Was that always the plan when you started writing Moon Knight like two years ago? When you sat down and you started mapping out what you were going to do, was this the story that you were like, okay, this is what we're going to build towards in 25? You know, if you uh, obviously, if you had gotten this far, because you know, like you, you got the yeah. 12 issues and then it went whatever. And then it's what, 70 pages, right? 25 is 70 pages. Yeah. yeah. Well, 70 pages that I've written. Then there's, okay. uh, I believe, a reprint backup. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the Mention Sekovich uh, Moon Knight story. Okay. And was this always sort of the direction you wanted to go? Or was this something that sort of happened, you know, while you're doing stuff? No, I mean, so when I started, like, you know, two years ago, I mean, over two years ago now, because you know, I was working on Moon Knight for a fair bit before the first issue even came out. Correct. Right. Um. At that point, I had planned out five issues, solid. Uh, and I knew I, no, sorry, six issues. 
I knew I had 12 issues before I could potentially get canceled. So I planned out those six issues, full outline, ready to rock. And even then, they changed to a fair extent when I was writing them. And I had, you know, knew by issue 12, he was going to have to beat Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Uh, in part because, you know, we're running six issue trades here. So I want I want things to roughly fit in the trades because it's just kind of easier for that. Easier for me to plot it out, easier for people to follow, etc. After that, I had no guarantee of an issue 13, right? Not until, you know, we've been going for a few months and sales have been really strong. At that point, I started figuring out, okay, well, how many issues do I have? Six issues, sick. Then I started in on, uh, you know, volume three of volume nine you know the uh the, the vampire story yes and while working on that you know still waiting to see what we you know how far we get more issues i'm thinking okay well what do we want to do now so inklings of this story were around since when i started however one thing about working in you know mainstream comics or just even comics in general is you really can't plan too far ahead given that everything is so heavily reliant on sales because if those sales aren't there then you're just kind of breaking your own heart right so you want to plan in a way that leaves you open to do the things that you would like to do but without taking it for granted that you'll have the issues to do so all right so where we're where I'm going is where I've always been wanting to go, but it's not it's like it's not like you know I'm not like a Jonathan Hickman kind of st- planner where I've right. got everything laid out on you know a, a board in the you know, beautiful mind palace kind of thing. Uh, that's just not how I work. Sure, um, you know even going from outline to the page, things often change so much because as I'm writing this, I find it going in a different direction than I'd originally planned. Usually a better one. Otherwise, I have to kind of like, you know, rein it back in and say, okay, hang on. We got to make this work. Um, so like the, as for Night's End, there's really not much I can say about it. Sure. You know, Marvel's, got, Marvel's got their own PR department. They do. Absolutely. They do all the business. But I will say this is, you know, this is going according to plan. This is not me saying, uh, oh, shit, you know. I'm, you know, the bottom's falling out of this book on me. I got to make lemons out of lemon, lemonade out of lemons. You know, this is right. this is not that. This right. is this is how it was always going to be, or how you had hoped it was always going to be. Yeah, exactly. This this is how it was always going to be, provided I got the issues to do so. Yeah, I mean, to to so to speak on that, mm-hmm. I think the May numbers came out, and I just happened to see them. And really good. Well, for you, I mean, <laughs> issue 23, which mm-hmm. is like, if you think about it in the context of, okay, issue 23. Sure. So was the 17th best-selling comic book. That's pretty fucking good for a out of three. Out of everything. You were number 17. You beat Superman. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> which is, for, if, given the circumstances of the character, and I mean, it, I mean it's, you know we all love moon Knight here. And so like it's, he's not Spider-Man. And so no. the fact that you, I mean, here, like here, here's the thing, like this is issue 23. Most, most books are canceled by 23. So being in the top 20 at 23, uh, I'm perfectly happy. with that. Yes, absolutely. You know? And I, I it, it's a testament to your team, uh, and oh, for sure. stuff you've done. And I think that, I, you know, I have a reputation of being, 
extremely critical of things or I don't like things or whatever, sure. but uh, I get this perception that like, you just don't like anything. And it's not, it's far from the truth. Yeah. Uh, I do think you are doing a wonderful job and that's not just because you're here. Sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, just he'd tell you if you need to do better, don't worry. <laughs> no, I mean, you could pick it up a little bit, not in uh, so many yeah, words, like... but I just think, I mean, I told but have you, you considered, have you considered, <laughs> um, uh, but I do. I did tell you that I think that your annual was one of my, if not my favorite single issue of Moon Knight ever. Oh, thank you. Um, Happy to hear that. I because it was so incredibly relatable as somebody who is a father of mm. a daughter, and just the way you were able to tie everything around and like sort of invoke a lot of emotions. Because I get, I'm like a very closed closed off like emotionally sure. person but like anything that deals with a daddy daughter situation like i'm just like i just turn into butter man like i just can't yeah. like because it's it's just like a switch when you have a kid it's just everything sort of changes in that way and so like i find myself being more emotional when it comes to those sort of dynamics right sure i mean like everyone's gonna have um you know an emotional beat or uh like a particular sort of circumstance that resonates with them yeah. more than others. And uh, I'm glad that that worked for you. Cause I mean, again, I don't have any kids uh, at the moment. So uh, when it comes to stuff like that, I'm just kind of shooting in the dark. I'm like, well, what, how would I feel maybe? Right. Or like, you know, or like, yeah. what is What is an interesting way to approach this? Right. I do think that while you're here, while we're talking about mm -hmm. Moon Knight, um, the midnight mission and it being an actual, like, entity is mm -hmm. one of the best additions to the lore of moon Knight, i think ever and this is coming from someone who's probably read every single solo issue of moon Knight there's ever been and you know there was some wacky stuff back in the day but i think that sure. it just it it seems so natural that like it would fit the character and it just seems like it should have always it's like one of those things that's like yeah of course this makes total sense because like why wouldn't he have a living house essentially oh, why, why wouldn't he live in a haunted house yeah, yeah like absolutely <laughs> like it just makes total sense um, yeah that um that was when i was doing death of dr strange i was doing my dr strange reading have i told you about this before are we retreading ground here you can tell it anyways okay yeah, i mean yeah. even if you um, i don't remember it we have we have new people that listen that didn't that sure. were listening last time so um yeah like i was reading um like strange tales i got the Doctor Strange epic collection or whatever, yeah. whatever the big black and white phone books on newspaper used to be called. Um, and there's that story where Doctor Strange meets the House of Shadows for the first time. And I read that story. I'm like, man, there was so much because a lot of the times, like I'm reading this for research just to get a better handle on Doctor Strange. So it's going to write the death of Doctor Strange. But also a lot of the time I'm sifting through this old stuff, looking for stuff I can pick out, you know, like grazing, gleaning. And I was like, man, a fucking uh, sinister living house from beyond space and time that's sick as hell and i gotta like use that for something um and then when i was planning out those first six issues of moon knight i think that first the number six i'd originally had zodiac um chain soldier up in a like in a warehouse and then blow up the warehouse and i was like oh it really doesn't have a whole lot of fucking punch though you know yeah I was like what if he just blew up the midnight mission i was like well then what's he gonna do build another one i was like wait <laughs> like going back to my notes, like, fucking house of shadows like getting like my doctor strange book and like looking through it and like looking through uh other appearances of it i was like holy shit like this stuff just like dovetails perfectly in together um so i was super happy with that 
it's so funny how like just like this random thing from however long ago just kind of sets there and sort of is in the background and then you're just like yeah because like yeah it makes sense that it was dr strange but it, it just weird strangely no pun intended makes more sense now that it's it's with with moon knight and it's like yeah this, this yeah. is great it's total total this is awesome speaking I mean, of that's the, the thing with moon knight too is it's it's very much a book about thievery where we're just kind of stealing everybody else's characters and putting them in it <laughs> you know we brought brought in zodiac as a villain we got tiger in there um you know eight ball was like spider-man no sleepwalker villain yeah and um yeah like it's just finding these things in the marvel universe these kind of like broken toys and you know dusting them off and setting them setting, setting them to run again you know yeah i love it your your ability to just like pull seemingly z-listers up and make them either whether it's like a one-off or, or whatever it is and just being like yeah, yeah yeah this is great like oh this person's a moon knight villain now like sorry deal with it yeah you know moon knight he kills all of his other ones so like he needs he needs a new rogues gallery um but speaking of doctor strange i've never been a big doctor strange person but it's it's in 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 doing this podcast and, and getting to know you a little bit obviously and then like being introduced to to your writing and stuff obviously my first real introduction was when i found out you were doing moon knight um and then i've just been like super invested in the strange which i've probably read more doctor strange since you took over than i have my entire life <laughs> uh and it's good it's great like i like it oh, i'm glad you like it yeah and i don't know if that's just because I, i'm looking through it like as when like rose tinted glasses because it's like yeah yeah you know it's good buddy jed i know him so, yeah of course i'm just gonna buy all of his books he's gonna bankrupt me because he keeps writing stuff <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i i really love doctor strange because i feel like He's a character that's unlike anybody else at Marvel and always has been um, because he's not a superhero. You know, he's he's Earth's mystical protector, but he's always had always has his eye on a completely different prize than, you know, Daredevil or Spider-Man or somebody like that. And it's just such a weird corner of the universe that is more or less left alone for the most part that uh yeah i've been having a really good time working with it since you know Do uh dr strange number four came out uh, today, today. Mm -hmm. and but i mean for a real for me it's more like you know dr strange number 19 because we did five issues of death of and then 10 issues of strange and uh we just can't you know, keep yes. going yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's uh it's been a lot of fun working with these characters for so long yeah i i'm i'm very curious to see where it goes because a lot of it is like I'm aware of certain things in Doctor Strange, but like a lot sure. of it is sort of new to me. Like I know Dormammu and and Wong. Oh, and, of course. Uh, like I know all those like the heavy hitter the things. The staples, that, yeah. The staples, yeah. But like as far as like the deep, deep stuff, like it's all new to me. And like I'll have to like stop reading and be like, what is this? And then I have yeah. to like <laughs> to go and like you, look you, at you get on the Marvel fandom wiki and just like <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> like you'll see like it's something that was like uh mentioned in 1982 one time. Yeah, it's like of oh, course, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, of course. It's like you know the, the House of Shadows like previously appeared like 1991 or something. Yes, I was a bit bummed when I saw the solicitations for Alpha Flight and you were not attached. Uh, I mean, fair. <laughs> but you know it's you know, Edward is on it, so yeah, right. Uh, there you, there's really nothing to complain about there. Absolutely. Uh, if anyone is is set to write Alpha Flight, it's Ed, and he's he's a very busy person too. Uh, ah, he's, he's all over the place, that dude. Predator is he doing? Yeah. Is he doing the uh, Wolverine Predator? No, it's Percy. Okay, so 
I'm getting uh, yeah, mixed no, up because he does uh, Ghost Rider. I, Percy does Ghost Rider. Yeah. And also does, I I don't know. It's like, it's, it's so much, which I guess is a good thing to have, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, Ben, or not Ben, fuck. Ed's got, uh, it's got Predators, it's got Stormwatch, it's got Batman Incorporated. Yeah. Um, and then his own stuff that he's working on. So, yes. yeah, he's, uh, he's a busy dude. He's all over the place, which is always a good problem to have as a writer or a, in a comics writer too. Sure. Like, I mean, that means you're doing something right when, when you get all these titles and then you get handed uh, one of the flagship titles called Avengers. <laughs> so uh, how did, how did this happen? I mean, other than, you know, they're saying, Hey, you want to do this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would just, you know, it came from Brevoort, right? Right. Brevoort edits uh, Moon Knight. So I would assume it's because, you know, he saw my work on Moon Knight. It's been doing pretty well for the company. Thought, well, okay, we'll see, see what he can do or, you know, what he's got. So he emailed me and said, hey, what do you got? I was like, oh, holy shit. Because, <laughs> 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 like, you know, as far as prestige goes, like, you know, Black Hat is about here. And then, like, Moon Knight's about here. And then the Avengers, you know, my hand, <laughs> for those listening at home, my hand is off the screen. Um Spider-Man, X-Men, Avengers, maybe? Yeah, I mean, sure. I I I think so. I mean, I think I think, you know, Amazing Spider-Man is probably the the biggest tier book at Marvel, right? Because yeah. it's just it's such a it's it's the book everybody buys. Man, I don't think Avengers is hanging on that far behind. Like it's just it's such a it's such a flagship book. And especially for a non, you know, X book. Anyways, mm-hmm. I say I email me and ask me if I had any ideas. I'm like, well. I did have like a back pocket kind of pitch that I'll send to you now while I work on something a little more formal. You know, you let me know if it's got legs. Um, it did not. But uh, <laughs> like, but well, I mean, like like here's the thing: it, it would have been perfect for like a Savage Avengers okay. or like uh, you know uh, Secret Avengers. But the thing I kind of came to realize pretty early on is that for the Avengers, you know, for Avengers with the 80s swoopy logo it's got to feel like the biggest book of the world right like these have got to be the biggest characters at marvel all together in one book whose names aren't spider-man or wolverine you know right so you know it took a very sort of just league approach to it with these characters and like the the choices made but anyway so i was working on that and um it was a real kind of crisis of confidence because it's not like, hey, what ideas do you have for like wacky niche character Moon Knight? It's like, what ideas do you have for uh, a list, uh, sure. you know, publisher defining book adventures? Uh, <laughs> so, and then I was very, very nervous about that. And then um, and Tom mentioned me, he's like, yeah, oh yeah, Al Ewing's also pitching. I was like, oh, for fuck's sakes, like, I'm going to get in the ring with the 800 pound gorilla. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, Alan and I had very different uh, directions we were going to go. And rather than, you know, scrapping one and pick one. See, my, my idea was much more kind of big, widescreen, um, mainstream entertainment. Where Alice was something that was a lot more kind of like focused and weird, which is, you know, what he's very good at. So I said, well, Jed, you'll do Avengers. And then Al, they're going to do Avengers Incorporated, which was announced last week. So uh, it's going to be a much smaller book with... Um, Janet Van Dyne and uh, Victor Shade, which is going to be really cool. So that's great. You know, you take both the ideas and put them, turn them into books. Um, but yeah, after a series of nervous breakdowns, 
eventually got my shit together to the point where like, okay, we like this. This is going to work. Um, let's do it. And so I asked for, asked for Sia Via, who I worked with on Black Cat. And, uh, you know, he, he said, yes, he joined the book. So I'm super psyched about that. And uh, we're off to the races, really. Yeah, I was going to ask if there was any sort of additional pressure coming off of the like monumental like Jason Aaron run and having to basically like no, no, no time really. Cause it was like, what was it? Uh, Avengers assemble Omega. And then like two weeks later, maybe three weeks, number one, Avengers number one. And it's just like, like no, no time to breathe. No time to just like, let it marinate. Just like, here we go. That's a, that's a publishing business, man. Yeah, absolutely. You go big with it. First issue, you go. Well, the first issue is already out. Just tell them you don't read. It's fine. Second issue, you go big (laughs) with it. Game of Thrones them, kill off the main character just immediately, just chop well, him off the block. Or no one, no one stays block. dead in comics, so it wouldn't have the same effect. What's the thing? It's like Ned Stark didn't say dead. He technically came back through like visions of the past and stuff. So <laughs> it's not the same as comics. But... I mean, <laughs> he came back <laughs> with, a, with, 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 with a cape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that was the thing when I watched Game of Thrones. I never read the books. I watched Game of Thrones was coming out. Like, fuck, would have been what 2010, 2011? Something like it that. It's been yeah. so long. It's been, yeah. I but I watched it and um, I was like, wow, it was really, ref- I was talking to my buddy. I was like, wow, it was really refreshing to watch like a Sean Bean thing where he doesn't die. <laughs> oh my God. My, fr- my friend was like, what? I'm like, yeah, you know, he, he made it through the whole season. I was like, oh, and he was man. like, how many episodes do you think were in this season? I was like, there's nine, right? It's like, no, there's 10 episodes. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, All right. And I went and watched yeah. it. I was like, ah, oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, man. That's great. What uh, was there? What sort of went into the the process of choosing who the who was going to be on the roster? I know you said you took like a Justice, Justice League approach to it. But was there anybody that like you wanted where they were just like, no, I think we should go somewhere else with that. Or was it sort of like you just pitched your roster and it was just like, yeah, this looks good. Uh, not really. Like this. Like once, it was more about d- refining the direction we we're gonna go. And once that was set, then the the characters kind of slotted into place. Okay. Because I mean, I wanted characters who felt big, characters who had recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of that does come from uh, the movies because yeah. all these Avengers characters are in the public eye in a way they've never been before. Right. Like you know. 10 years ago 20 years ago if you asked someone who the black panther or the vision was or like you know the scarlet witch they'd be like moon knight <laughs> yeah same, or, same thing. Know, or, or moon knight sure yeah i haven't put him on the avengers yet but yet um, but yeah like you know these uh movie properties and tv properties have you know elevated these characters not elevated them excuse me but elevated them in popularity sure uh, in, a, in a way they've never experienced before they're in the zeitgeist so, now they're in the zeitgeist so, um, you know, I wanted uh, Vision of Scarlet Witch on the Avengers because they just feel like they feel like they're Avengers characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are always on the Avengers when I was reading comics as a kid, but I was reading like 70s comics. So, you know, it was we're, we're getting further and further back as far as nostalgia goes. Um, and with that increased profile, it's, it's not out of place to put them on the team. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense to me there's there's i mean and again at the end of the day it is a business and sure there there has to be some form of symbiosis if you will um yeah and, and i mean the, the thing is it's 
for me, it's less about, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I want to, I want to conform to make the Avengers in the book look like the Avengers in the movie, which is already not really the case given like, you know, our Black Panther. I don't think Thor's turned up in the movies anymore, et cetera, et cetera. But more of a thing that says this, this current is there. Um, and you know, in the same way that you know, when geese fly in a V, they do it because it's easier because the one in front of them's creating like a draft or a slipstream. Right. Yeah. If I can draft off some of that popularity, more is the better. Yeah, absolutely. It's also going to bring more more eyes that maybe sure, yeah. didn't that weren't there before. And also Whatever. presents um, characters that are familiar to people who are getting into comics, perhaps for the first time. Because that's what you want. You always exactly. want you want to retain oh, readers, but you I, also I want a new I want new readers, baby. I want new yeah, readers. Absolutely. Um, just to kind of bring it back around to Moon Knight there with Scarlet Scarab. Sure. I know, like, was it a it was a joint meeting? Is what I recall reading with the City of the Dead stuff where. No, actually, it was uh, the opposite of a joint meeting. Was it? Uh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Um, so I got the email from Breedport in uh, November. Yeah, I think November. I was in England with my wife. We're actually, we're at the ballet and we're waiting for it to start. And uh, I get an email on my phone. I look at it. I'm like, before, so like, yeah, you know how 25 is supposed to be 30 pages. It's 70 pages now. <laughs> so, uh, so figure out, uh, figure out how many of those pages you need for your story. And, you know, we'll split everything up with other writers and artists for backups and stuff. And I was like, all of a sudden, like, you know, the engine's going and, you know, the ballet starts. And like, I think about it, it's like, how can I make Tom Brevoir give me all 70 pages? <laughs> how can I convince him to let me have them all? Because in my head, I'm like, I could do essentially a three and a half issue mini in the course of that one issue. Yeah. You know, I could get so much work done on this series. I can't wait. Oh, my God. I can't and, wait. And like build so much stuff, like the next however many issues. It was like such an opportunity. I was because like that's the thing you're always fighting for space, right? Mm -hmm. you, every story you tell, like, oh man, I could really use an extra page for this. I could really use an extra issue. And all of a sudden, I'm being forty, potentially forty extra pages. So I was so hyped, and I was like really trying, like in my head, carefully wording this email I was going to send Tom. I was like, <laughs> like Tom, kind of a real crazy idea, and you know, just just hear me out, you know. <laughs> and so like I, I just kind of like painstakingly, I'm like trying to think of a way to. Um, just not con him but like you know sweet talk him to like let me do this in, you know really absurd thing of writing a fucking 70 page issue and uh and also you know i was just real greedy i'm like oh this is a big <laughs> issue i want it all to myself um as you should be sure because when are you gonna get a chance to do that again exactly um so then he just emails me back he's like sure have as many as you want as long as you can do it in your schedule i was like oh fantastic <laughs> done um but you know one provisor is like listen we need we like we need a hook for this um this is going to be a big issue it's going to be an expensive issue and in order for retailers to have faith in it we have to have something that's like a hook that's you know exciting and i was like well um you know it's kind of an idea i was had in, in, if like you know in case of emergency break glass this is a thing that would be useful and interesting uh to bring you know Layla fully into the the book I was like, well, why don't we bring Layla in the book? People really like her from the TV show. And that could be a fun thing for people. And uh, I think, you know, she would bring something really interesting to the book, depending on how we uh, we use her, you know, especially as a character from Mark's past. And Tom's like, well, I think that's a great idea. However, we're also doing this miniseries with uh, Pipose 
and uh, he's going to have Scarlet Scarab in it. I was like, oh, shit. It's like, so we're going to put you all in, in communication. And ideally, we can make this all work together. So okay. we had both, you know, me, Dave and I had both come at this with the idea of saying, okay, we're going to bring Layla slash the Scarlet Scarab into Moon Knight. And we, <laughs> we kind of, you know, set our trains on a collision course. So right. it actually worked out really well. So you know, next month in 25, we're going to see Layla in the past working with Mark and uh, Lesko and Frenchie as a, the mercenary crew, the, the Karnak Cowboys, uh, on a, a mission in Alexandria. And then, and that's, I think this takes place like 12 years ago. And then we're going to see her in uh, City of the Dead as the, the Scarlet Scarab. It's the following week, right? Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, barely, I, I barely know when my books come out, dude. I mean, that's fair. I know. I think the last time, either the first time or the I, second time you were on here, we were having real bad issues. But I think all that is clear now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Back when. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Moon Knight uh, shipping problems. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Paper shortages. Supply chain. Oh, this bitch. Dude, remember that? You remember when all that stuff was going on? That's so great. Uh, I'm glad it's like that. Never. There's happened. like this. So, this like global so, pandemic. Suez, Suez Canal, baby. Yeah. Fun. Um. One, I guess I got two questions uh, mm-hmm. from people that have sure. wanted, they knew you were coming on. Uh, this is from Hops, or yeah, Hops Geek News. They ask if you could have, news, but it's no, hops, it's, uh, it's Hops, sorry. Okay, um, if you could have Moon Knight team up with anyone across any universe, who would it be? Hmm, it's a good question. It's, it's tough for me because. I'm usually not that interested in like inter-universal team-ups. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's it's some kind of like just nerd purist bullshit where I'm like, no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, I mean, if Batman and Spawn can team up and Batman and the Turtles can team up. Sure. I mean, like Hellboy and the Ninja Turtles teamed up, didn't they? Uh, Hellboy and possibly. Batman certainly teamed up. Uh, yeah, and then the turtles in uh, Street Fighter right now is the turtles and Power That's true. Rangers. Turtles are everywhere, man. They're kind of whoring themselves out everywhere. <laughs> it's just fine, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, they always have been. Yeah, like, that's true. you know, as, as soon as they hit that uh, that deal with was it Surge that licensed them all to shit in like 1985 or 1986, yeah. like it was, it was like that's just been part and parcel. Nickelodeon's man. done a really good job. They've, they've like. The thing that really blew my mind was when they showed up in Injustice 2 with Hellboy. And I was just like, <laughs> whoa. That's funny. I'm just I'm looking at my bookshelf here trying to figure out what would be a good uh I feel good like it had to be something dark and gritty, Pit. right? Like Moon Knight and Pit. I never read Pit. I I didn't either. I just think he looks really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's in I don't the know. spawn universe, right? I don't know, maybe like uh you know, I'm looking at my trades where they're like, you know, Moon Knight and like uh Corto Maltese. Okay. Just because, like, to see Hugo Pratt draw Moon Knight, who's got like a black and white costume, would be sick as fuck. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Um, is there any character you've yet to write that you've yet to take a stab at? That I would like to take a stab at? Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's lots of them. Um, I'm always kind of socking away ideas for stuff. Yeah. Just in case something turns up, because for me the biggest one of the biggest stresses i have is when someone says give me some outlines and it takes me forever to figure out an outline and i feel terrible because every like day that passes i'm like burning time i'm burning yeah. time i've got to get these outlines in i've got to get them approved so i can write the script so the artist has more lead time i'm always kind of like socking stuff away there's always characters i want to, i'd like to work with um oh geez i think i had a 
I always like the spy stuff. So doing something with like, you know, Fury, Silver Sable, Mockingbird, I think would be sick as hell. Okay. Um, you know, make, makes me some of my favorite shit, which is like, you know, I love the Stranko spy stuff. I love the um, Master of Kung Fu, you know, Glacy spy stuff. Would you make and, it a period know, piece or would you make it current? No, I mean, it'd have to be current, but like, you know, mix, mix that that comic spy vibe with, you know, my other favorite spy shit, like, you know, like Metal Gear Solid and stuff like that. How I hyped that, were you for the new announcement? I mean, I don't really give a shit. I've got a PS3. I've already got uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm <laughs> no, not buying a new machine. That's fair. Well, by the time, what, in like five, six years, you'll be able to afford it because the new one will be out. <laughs> you'll just yeah, pick it up. yeah. I mean, also the thing is, too, is uh, I think video games can really fuck you up as far as taking up all your time. Yeah. So, yeah, nah, no, uh, that's fine. I don't know. So like when I I, I finished time, yeah. I finished Metal Gear Solid Five, you know, when was it? Probably the fall, and I was like, I'm free, I'm free. I don't have to. I'm, I'm free of the shackles of the addiction of this fucking video game, because like I played it all the way through from two till five, including Peace Walker, and because I, mean, I fucking I just like I love those games. I love the this off the wall bad shit yeah. military, you know, philosophical stuff. Like it was great. It was fantastic. And, um, but as you can imagine, it took like, I don't know, six months, seven months for me to get through it. Cause I mean, like, I don't play at my wife's round because it just annoys the shit out of her because when you should, of course play. it would. Well, I mean, it's, it's a game about a guy who crawls around a lot. <laughs> uh, it's not yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Sure. What's well, so, the cutscenes uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, listen, I like them, but I understand that they're an acquired taste. Sure. I, yeah, I understand. Uh, what's your favorite metal gear? Like if you, you oh, it was, oh, it's three, three, three is perfect. Uh, perfect. He says, perfect. Say perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Uh, how much more time do we I, have? At least, at least two people pee their pants in it. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> how much more time? And one of them is you? snake. Um, but I want to wrap this up, uh, the next 20. All right. Oh, we got plenty of time then. Um, how has the response been for your moon night run? Oh, it's been pretty, it's been great. Um, I think it's probably the most popular book I've ever written. Uh, you know, Black like Black Cat had a lot of adherence. Uh, people really liked it because it's one of those books that no one expected to succeed. But present company think, included. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, but Moon Knight, I think, was a book that uh, came with a lot of expectations, and there's been a lot of Moon Knight runs. Like this is volume nine, right? Yes. yes. Doctor Strange has been around since like what 1963. It's only like volume six. So um, there's been a lot of starts and stops with Moon Knight. And we really wanted this to be a lot of time between the start and the stop. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm very pleased with the, the response to it and how people, you know, people seem to be happy with it. I think you would have to get to issue 40 to be the second longest. Mark Spector Moon Knight's the longest at 60. Sure. And then the original, yeah, I mean, I, the original might've been 29 or 39. I can't remember. Yeah, I think. But the volume five that starts with like the bottom and stuff that went to yep. thirty. Uh, again, why do I know these things? <laughs> um, hey, that, you... that, well, that was that. That was just Moon Knight. It wasn't Mark Spectre. Oh, Mark Spectre Moon Knight was was the second one. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, uh, like, are you? Is like Canada okay? <laughs> like, you know, it's on fire and stuff. I mean, it depends where you are. It's a big country. Well, um, yes, but are you affected like over, by it? over New York, right? What is over New York? Over New York, Toronto, Toronto. Yeah, that's right. Okay, 
Yeah, so the, the, the there's there's been some bad wildfires. We had some bad wildfires uh, the week before last here in Nova Scotia. Uh, you know, about 160 people lost their houses. Um, nobody lost their lives, thankfully. But, you know, it was just, it was real dry. And climate change is fucking things up. And uh, a huge swath of tent town is now ash. And then other um, stuff would pop up. Like, you know, got to a point where we live out... Um, between two bays on the peninsula and the road over here was closed by fires. The road over here was closed by fires. So we're like, well, we're pretty sure we're going to be fine because we're quite far down the road. You know, worst comes to worst, we'll walk into the ocean and take our chances. Right. It's just get a houseboat and you just, I've considered they have houseboats in Canada. <laughs> they have houseboats, right? Is that um, a universal thing? I think yes. it's, I think, no, I think it's probably too cold for most of the time. Oh, it's fair. I mean, you could yeah. have one theoretically. I mean, you could, sure. I don't think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, like, there's, there's a reason you see like you know people have houseboats in like Sam, you know California, and yeah. not like uh, Newfoundland. Houseboats so, are like huge down where we live. They're sick. They're like well on the lake. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Back does where it ever snow up, where you live? Occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hyped when it does. I yeah. love it. My daughter loves snow because she doesn't see it very often. I love snow. I'm outside like in shorts like shoveling snow in my driveway it's i'm so i'm just like in my happy place where there's snow it's just great yeah. i love it um but, uh, but yeah no like quebec there's a lot of fires there hopefully the the hopefully the rain will come and help get rid of that but i mean you know it's it's a di- the world we're entering is in a different shape than the the one we grew up in so mm-hmm. um, it's gonna be a lot of we're gonna have to figure out new ways to live Yes, yeah. yes, you yeah. are correct. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not, I don't know, it's not, but that's that's you know, that's what it is. That's the reality of it. But you know, I, I've, I've never been worried about wildfires before, and now I'm just like, Oof. how you know, I'm, I'm looking around all these fucking trees around my house. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, how, cut it down, man. how is the I don't want to say political landscape because like politics is a, like a dirty word, but like, sure. how is it in Canada? Like how are, are is it treated like? I know you said there's parts like you know in over in Calgary where it's like kind of more conservative, but as a whole country, seems like you guys take it a little bit more seriously in terms of like climate change and all this stuff more so than you know your brothers down below. Yeah, I mean we we they're always trying to build up these you know forgive me for saying American style insane conservative uh, movements here. No, we had that fucking um, trucker horse shit last year. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. in, Forgot uh, about that. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're, they're always trying to do this, like, homegrown bullshit. And, you know, you see this, the leader of the Canadian Conservative Party, uh, Pierre Polivare, is like a real, I mean, the guy looks like an Indiana Jones Nazi, and he, like, wants to make the currency <laughs> into Bitcoin. I was like, for fuck's sakes, come on, dude. <laughs> no, that's, that's. But Bitcoin's uh, so stable. The prices, <laughs> they're so it's so stable. It doesn't crash, doesn't go up or down. It's fine. So, so yeah, like they're always trying here. I think with a, with a much lesser degree of success because really no one really wants that shit. And see, seeing what's going on in the states as kind of an object lesson, uh, we we kind of I mean the thing that's really unflattering about Canadians we get very smug about America. We're like, oh, that could never happen here. Herp de derp. It absolutely could. We're we're just as stupid. Uh, we just haven't quite gone down the rabbit hole to that, that extent yet. I think that like, do you think it's because the people everywhere? Well, yes. I, I mean, it's that's a fallacy. Sure. Like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, we wouldn't be that stupid. Like, there's 
because even like uh, over in Italy, there was the same kind of like scenario. I think was oh, it sure. I mean, oh, with Berlusconi, somewhere, somewhere like they, they had the same like a, a right wing party just like won. And it's like the same type of people who are thinking like, oh, well, that will never happen here. Like, oh, just recently. Happen. Yeah, that was Italy. Yeah. Was it? It wasn't. France. France is the one. Who's Macron? That's France, Macron, right? Macron was the, um, he was very much the centrist guy, but he's going against Le Pen, who was uh, a lunatic. She's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is like, I don't think anyone particularly liked Macron, but he wasn't Le Pen. And he, yeah. He just kept doing things that were dumb. It, well, he, well, that's the thing. He fucked up the pensions. And they had those huge uh, strikes for months. Yeah, just still going yeah. on. I don't know. I think, actually, I think so. I don't. I've, they I've stopped like, talking about it. I have no idea. I don't, well, I assume that that it's was kind of like what on. I was gonna like. You all have like. I mean, every everyone has their issues, but do you mm -hmm. think that like because, for better or worse, like America is like, you know, the centralized like media hub of what it seems to be the world. Like like everything that yeah. happened is so under a magnifying glass that like when things happen and canada or wherever it's just sort of like eh, that's just whatever We're, but we got to focus on like these things that actually aren't that big of a deal when like you know it's, yeah it's i mean i think man it's it's interesting because you like if you frame that in the same context as the wildfires um you begin to see that the problems that affect one country or another especially neighboring countries like canada and the u.s it's all kind of the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we're all like climate change is fucking all of us up. And to the point where you see fires in Canada are turning New York city into a fucking John Carpenter movie. So, you know, that's the new normal, man. The, yeah, Diablo, and the Diablo ads went crazy. Yeah, this yeah. Year. <laughs> so it's like, this is the kind of shit where you realize that we literally are all in, in this together, you know, as a species. And I, you know, as as, you know, a species on the same planet. And I'm really hoping that we can start to kind of start to see the truth in that. And I, you know, hopefully, ideally, yeah. <laughs> uh, work, uh, work together and figure yes. out a way into this fucking hole we dug for ourselves. I can only well, imagine what, what it's going to be like when Jacob and I's kids are like out of high school. Like, like yeah. that's, it's like far, far away because, you know, they're six years old, right? Sure. But then it's like not that far away in, in hindsight. Like that's 15 that's like years. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. 10 years goes fast though. It, it does. And like you think about like 10 years ago, how much has changed and how like, yeah, yeah. just the landscape of this country and everything else. It's just, it's, it's rough. And we're, I, and it just does feel like we, we get into this a lot, Jake and I off, off sure. mic where we are having to deal with problems that our parents never had to deal with. And so it's kind of like, you know, not to be a dick about it, but like, I kind of don't care about your opinions, right? Not you, but like their opinions. <laughs> sure, Cause it's sure, like, yeah. you know, cause like gun violence is a real thing. Like it's a, it's a real thing. And oh, yeah. my parents didn't have to worry about me getting shot at school. It, had, yeah. it happened once. And I was like Columbine. And no, once. I remember. And that was, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I was, I was a kid when, you know, I was very into guns as a child. Uh, it was just a thing I thought was really cool. Right. And as soon as Columbine happened, they're like, yeah, that guy's going to be a school shooter. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, but I can see why you would think that. And that is fair. This <laughs> fascination right. with guns. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, no, 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 no grudge for that. Fair and enough. like fair where enough. we live is, you know, 
you, you I got, gun, you'll take you take my that. gun over your over my mm. dead body you know like and it's just like oh well, it's just that shit like you you know you, you don't want to give someone a finger in traffic because they'll probably come back and shoot your ass i yeah. keep telling I would, alex dude, this and my wife this is like have a short a, a memory about it. like you be mad for a second and then get over because yeah. there's no reason to die in it in like i'm real like incident. chill and mellow i mean you, you've talked to me enough to know but like there's, yeah, some, yeah. there's something about getting on the road i have just like i have i mean I'm, I'm a very aggressive driver and i just don't have a low tolerance for like morons and it, i so I, I i do have to keep it in check sometimes because i'm just like i just i'll just yell at the car and maybe not give you the finger because like who's yeah i went to the i went to the gas station the other day to get a coffee and there's a dude just rocking a gun just like like whatever and it's just like this is what is this like, this, this is my moment to shine like, what is this? i was i was leaving as he was walking in but i'm like i gotta get the fuck out of here like there's no telling what's gonna happen like i mean yeah. and that's like we joke and laugh about it but that's like a real sure. fucking thing that like i well, that's, like yeah that's the thing. like it's, it's obviously not a concern here right and also like the only time i ever go to the states is to go to new york for work right so obviously you know, i know you don't see people back at opium carrying in manhattan unless they're cops right um so it's <laughs> still pretty scary here so <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's a whole nother thing sorry yeah get a shot in uh, uh i mean no pun intended. it was is it it, sure that's one thing i remember you know getting in the subway in beijing um you know there's cops with machine guns and you like you gotta x-ray your bag you get on the subway in uh, beijing it's wild God, i mean yeah that's... yeah that would that would never happen here oh no um yeah. no, i'm fine Jacob is fascinated with UFOs, aliens, and he's very much like living for the moment of what he calls full disclosure, where he wants it to be okay. Hey, like we live, they it is confirmed that we live that they walk among us, we live together in harmony and all that stuff. Um, and so he was very upset when basically I was like two weeks ago at this point, where there was we talked about on the last episode where uh, a very reputable person was like, yeah, like there's a, an entire division basically that has stuff, UFOs, all this stuff, basically confirming what we all suspect anyways. Sure. And like, it just sort of goes by the wayside and no one really flew under the, and he's mad that like, there's not more attention drawn to it. But I've also told him like, I just think people just, you you, you say that 20 years ago, there's mass hysteria, but the, the amount of shit that we've all been through in the last five years, if you told us that aliens lived here and they've been here for years, I don't think very many people would be like, Oh, no way. Yeah, one of them was president. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And one of them owns Facebook, like all these things like these. <laughs> <laughs> like, See, I, I think that actually be kind of comforting because a lot of shit would start making sense. Yes. Right. Yeah, you're like, okay, that. Oh, they're trying like, to make uh, okay. uh, so right, right there. It's more enough. comfortable for them. I get it. Yeah. They're, they're just like yeah. acting what they thought humans would act like, or they've, they've done their research from like 200 years ago and they've not updated anything. <laughs> it, it would make sense. Everything would make sense. Like, oh, dude, we weren't acting like this 200 years ago. I feel like it'd be much. You weren't different. alive. You don't know. Well, I've seen the video. Right. I think the thing is, like, I always like that gag where I feel like it keeps coming up. Where they're like, "Oh, we learned about human society from your your TV and radio broadcasts." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a good fucking gag." And there's like, <laughs> I feel like they use that a lot. Yeah, I think it's just because it's perfect. Like, it always works. Yeah. And so you so- get like, you know, your your what's that? Buckaroo Banzai. It was such a good joke that all the aliens in like human form were named John. And they all had a different last name, but they're all named John. It was like fucking killed John yeah. Warfin, John Yaya, John Smallberries, John Many Jars. Like, <laughs> ah, great stuff. 
Do you John's think that bears, if yeah, we yeah, did like get it. to that point that Jacob wants to live in where it's full disclosure, where, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's aliens, like humanoids, like little green sure. men, little or women, whatever. I'm not going to assume it's derogatory. They're not All right, here we go. green. <laughs> do you think that life changes? Oh, hundred like, percent. Do you? I think, I think that's, um, I think that's, uh, you know, Europeans turning up in the new world kind of situation. Um, you think it'd be that drastic? Absolutely. Um, just un- unless they're a lot better at it than we are, <laughs> uh, which, you know, <laughs> to their credit, they might be. Bars I mean, real low. <laughs> yeah, the bar is real fucking low. As long as, they, I guess as, long as they don't slaughter us or like bring us blankets with, with like laced with alien diseases, I think the bar is pretty low. Yeah. I think the thing is, though, it would, I, I mean, call me cynical. Uh, and I, it's not something that, it's not a hill I'm willing to die on or something that I put a, a huge amount of thought into. Outside of the fact that I'm like, man, you know what? If aliens turned up, that would, be, that would be a really fucked up time to be a writer because all of a sudden, Every story has to be about aliens. Like the the, the, the dynamics yeah. of the world as we understand it would change, you know. Yeah, as like for instance, you know, COVID was a, a globally changing phenomenon. In superhero comics, we've largely ignored it because okay. to admit that COVID existed in that period of time in our human history, which was such a fucking pain in the ass, you know, millions of people died. But to acknowledge that in superhero comics would be like a real kind of paradigm shift, you know. I didn't even Outside, think about that. I, and because I mean, the, we never like you don't you didn't see people in masks in Spider Man. Well, outside of Spider Man, certainly. Um, <laughs> and the villains, sure. So if aliens turned up, how would we keep writing superhero comics? Like, would we make it so that they they were there? Like, oh, it's I'm scrolls. Yeah, I'm saving New York for the humans and our good pals, the Bazongos. Um, yeah, or we, or yeah. would we just have an alternate universe where these aliens never turned up? And again, this is the most petty fucking way to look at it, saying, sure. how would this affect my bottom line? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> more sales, baby. You got to sell. Because then you're selling but, comics to them. You're trying to teach them English through like <laughs> comic books. It's great. That, that would be hilarious. They turn up like, we fucking love Spider-Man, dude. Um, <laughs> but honestly... I think it would be such a monumental cultural shift because, you know, literally everything we know about the universe is wrong. Um, there is another, you know, sapient, sentient species in the world, in the universe, you know, so everything we know about, you know, art and science and religion and culture would be instantly challenged. And I think that would be some, and given humanity's, uh, track record with massive <laughs> societal shifts, right, and massive what do you mean? challenges to the paradigm. I think it would be a very difficult time to be alive. But again, the last thing so well. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah, good. I time. mean, you know, it's you know, it's, it's not like you know we're a, a species baptized in blood, but uh, you know, no, we we approach every situation peacefully, uh, mm-hmm. and we just transition into being into the new thing in charge like it's, it's just sure always done th- without bloodshed yeah and then you know ultimately it would just kind of come down to like well these aliens can we fuck them <laughs> i mean 100 that is the bottom line that is the question because like all can things we broke- revolve around like reproduction really when you break it down so, I, I, I mean, mean like 
And if I mean, you could have just started off. Oh my that. god, we didn't have so we didn't have civil. <laughs> there'd be so many civil rights questions, and then it'd yeah. be like they we would go through another like his like I, I don't know if you know America's track record with like yes, he, I'm with, sure he's aware with, with like uh, other people that are different than like white males. Uh, but I, I can only that, assume I mean, that it would be like a whole other paradigm shift where we've got to deal like, wow, do these aliens have the same rights as me? I like mean, they've like, been here the whole time, you know? I mean, that's again, that's you know, talking about Canada being very smug. We like to gloss over the fact that we are also a settler nation and we did exterminate various cultures to live here. So, you know. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the winners get the right to history, right? I mean, whether or not they deserve it, but yes. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> what a way. I could talk about this all day. It's so do, you, fun, but... do you have time for us to run through our top five? I know you are abstaining. You got a minute. Wrap it up. All right. My top five Canadians, present company excluded. Keanu sure. Reeves. Yeah. Bret Hart. Nice. Michael J. Fox. Good. Jared Kiso, which I don't know if you're familiar with. Yep. Okay. And yeah, oh yeah, dude. Oh Wayne. Yes. And you keep Wol- forgetting you watch Letter Kenny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he forgets everything. And Wolverine. Fair. Okay. 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 Top five. Uh uh Mike Myers, number five. Yeah. Um Ural's ex defense minister. I forgot his name. It's on my outline. Uh, but he, <laughs> he's like, his he favorite, was- but he doesn't know his name. Yeah, Paul Hellier. He was great because uh, he talked about UFOs, but that's the only thing got him. All oh, right, yeah, of course. Uh, number three, gonna go with Wayne Gretzky because I like hockey. Uh, number uh, number two, they don't uh, call him I, the mid one. That's fair. I mean, it's, uh, number two is gonna be William Shatner. I don't know anything about him. I, I know that he has he he like took over. On, he did this one show on Hulu. It was great. I loved it. Uh, and then See, Star Trek. One, yeah, he was on a show called Star Trek. I think. Yeah, no, it was it was on a better show on Hulu. It was like about like, oh, Boston Legal. The, uh, it was the be- It was about <laughs> mysteries and stuff. It was cool. It was great. Yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, is his daughter Kaylee Kuko, or is that just a whole thing? No, is that, no, okay. that's not. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. If, I didn't continue. Okay, time's ticking. Jim, Jim Carrey's my number one. Yeah, I mean, okay. I come on, it's Jim Carrey. He's great. All right. As Jed, always, Jed is also tied. Well, yeah, I said yeah. excluded. Excluded. Okay. Sure. I'm just making sure you're the only Canadian. He's the only Canadian you know, personally. Yeah. There you go. All right. Do you have anything you any parting words, Mister? You know, plug anything or? Uh, I mean, just you know, keep keep buying them books. We got uh, Avengers number two coming out. Was it next week? Yes, we this will drop. This will drop Friday. So yeah, and they're coming out next week, and then next month sees Moon Knight number twenty five, a seventy page story written by me, art by uh, series regular artist Alessandro Capuccio, as well as uh, Taskmaster artist Alessandro Beatty. As well, I mean. He also did, you know, Sense of Sinister, but uh, with me, he did Taskmaster. Yes. As well as uh, Partha Pratim. Uh, it is really cool. It's really long. There's a pile of stuff in it. Uh, I'm very I'm excited so, for I'm it. I'm so excited. What is it? 10 bucks, I think? Probably, yeah. 8 99 uh, probably, or nine ninety nine. I think. Yeah, which is probably like, what, 15 bucks Canadian. I don't know. They sent it to me for free. Yeah, I was going to say, but, you ain't uh, going to pay for it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but uh, no, I'm very, I'm very hyped for it. I think it's I'm so really excited. Cool. I'm so, so excited. So as oh and uh, eight eight balls in it so so you know it's gonna be it's gonna shoot up it's gonna be the number one book of the week. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you you guys you guys read Moon Knight twenty four, right? I mean, of course I have. Yes, he has. So it. that's uh that that means Moon Knight twenty five. You couldn't say it in the solicits, uh, but this is Moon Knight going after the motherfucking Black Spectre. Yes, spoilers by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've they, they 
That's yeah, it's it's fine. That's fine. Yeah, if, if you were going to read Moon Knight, you would have probably have. Yeah, like I, I read it yesterday, but that's just me, because um, I still, you know, I still, mm-hmm. I still get him a day early. <laughs> you got your anyway, yeah. Um, and for anyone else, uh, as of this recording, my Kickstarter has hit 100%, but you can still back it until Sunday. Uh, the more pledges, the better. Uh, so, yes. And uh, I think that's all I got. Thank you thank so much. You. For as as, as always, thank you for yeah, coming to you. hang out with us. Uh, it's a pleasure. Well, uh, well, let's. Uh, as we see how things develop in uh, the world of Moon Knight. Yes. Let's uh, let's let's reconvene once uh, things are in a more. Um, You're I'm choosing not, your words carefully. here. I choose my words very carefully <laughs> uh, in a, after a more revelatory period. Yes. Jacob always jokes that you are, we are your guilty pleasure. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, the thing <laughs> is, it's with, with podcasts is I'm more inclined to do a podcast again than I am to do a podcast for the first time. Which so is the more of... times, the more times I do a podcast, the more inclined I am to do it again. Uh, you know, I think I've been on fucking the, uh, into the night, like four or five times at this yeah. point. Yeah. Because like generally do we do like a six issue wrap up, which actually I should email them. Twenty four is the end of this volume, so yeah. yeah I mean, the, tra- the trade paper kind of wild that you just randomly was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll come on your podcast," and then <laughs> like here we are, three like what almost three years later, and here you are again. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like I generally like to be on people's podcasts, I like to help people out, and like you know it's it's nice to chat because you know especially during the pandemic, I didn't really talk to a whole lot of fucking people. Sure, that's fair. But also, I feel like, you know, it's kind of just doing your part as a creator mm-hmm. where people aren't um, entitled to your time. But it is nice to make those connections. Right. But at the same time, I have a terrible habit of people emailing me saying, hey, can I be on your show? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, well, I'll get back to that email. And I never do. It's, uh, you're busy. Whereas if it's people yeah. I know or like have been on the show before, then I'm like, OK, well, I kind of prioritize that. because I'm like, oh, yes, I, I can put a name to this face or face this name etc so all that said if you've emailed me asking if i'll be on your podcast and i haven't you know responded it's not because i don't like you generally it's either because i was too busy or you know i get a lot of emails so i read your email said i'll get back to that and then i was like oh wait i'm in overdraft you know yeah. or you yeah. know, whatever well the next time you're on the show you'll be able to uh critique my comic book hopefully That's right when's uh when's fulfillment set for october so okay. so nice. ho- hopefully it's up to, it's up in it's in the artist's hands at this point I'm, I'm gonna do everything i can on my end but i mean it's it's, it's in his hands so um i don't I, know if you've I seen some it. of the art but it's it's pretty incredible and it's yeah, I, I, I backside i backside and seen yeah, i was like you. i know that guy i know that guy thank you sir i appreciate <laughs> um, i appreciate you shit. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be fucking merciless. Please, please do, because that's the only way I'm gonna get better. I'm, I told I'm be out there. Let's, I, let's hate fund it. That way we I'm, can I'm gonna be out there with a plier and a knife, just pulling off my pound of flesh. That's uh, hey, and I will use it. I'll put it on the on the on the next issue. I'll be like, yeah. Jen McKay, here's here's his whole page of what was wrong with the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and we fixed it. <laughs> and we didn't fix it. Uh, but anyways, All right, thank fellas. You. Yeah, thank All you right, so much, please, bud. Thank you.